Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memorem Abraham Goldar and Tirim Masechus Yevamos Daf Dal. The first parak Chameshus Rinashim. The first parak has been generously sponsored as a schus for Mordechai Chaim Ben Esther and as a schus for Hashidah Chagon for Leah Bas Esther. So the three drops we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara on the bottom of Daf Gimel Amabase asked how we know that an ase is docha alosase and answered that we see this rule from the pasuk that discusses the Isur of Kalayim. The pasuk states Lotilbash Shatnes, you may not wear Shatnes, and the next pasuk states Gedilim Tasilach, you should wear Tzit. These two mitzvahs are smuchim, they're adjacent one to the other, and therefore teaches that one may attach tzitzahs of wool unto a begot of linen, even though this would be climb. This shows us that an ase tzitzahs pushes off the los ase of climb. Molazer then brings the pasuk, which is the source for making a drasha with smuchim. Pointing to Penu, the Gemara says that even Rabbi Yehuda, who does not darshan smuchim in other parts of the Torah, agrees that in Sefer Devarim, we do darshan smuchim. This is because in Sefer Devarim, the pasukim are either muchach, it's evident by placement of the pasuk that's meant for a drasha, or mufna, it's superfluous. In the case of our drasha of climb and tzitzes, the Gemara shows how both reasons can be seen. It's indeed muchach from the pasuk that's written for a drasha, because why were the words gedilim tasalach written here in Devarim? They should have been written together with the parsha of tzitzes back in Bemidbar. Rather, we see that the Torah clearly wanted the drush to be made with a pasuk of tzitzis. So too, the drush may be made being that there's something mufna, something superfluous here. It says in Vayikra, Ubegad climb shatnes lo yalecha, and a beggar that's a mixture of shatnes should not come upon you. So why does the Torah need to repeat the Isra of climb in Devarim? Rather, the Pasuk of Lotilba Shatnes is extra, and therefore we know that it's meant to be used for a drasha. And pointing with you, the Gemara stated that the Pasuk of Lotilba Shatnes is superfluous because we already know that climb is forbidden from the Pasuk, Ubegad Klaim Shatnes Lo Ya'alecha. The Gemara then asks on this, that the Pasuk of Lotilba Shatnes is not extra, because if we only had the other Pasuk, we would assume that it's forbidden to work climb even if one does not intend to receive any hana, any benefit from it. This assumption would come from the wording of the Pasuk, Lo ya'alecha. Shatnes may not be upon you, which we would understand to mean that the climber upon a person, meaning a case where one is selling climb and the clothes are lying on top of him, then he's being over on climb, even though he has no intention of benefiting from wearing the clothes. Therefore, the second Pasuk of Otilbash, don't wear, teaches that wearing the climb must be similar to wearing clothes. In order to be over, the wearer has to intend to receive pleasure from it. The more it continues, if we would only have the Pasuk of Lotilbash, we would understand that one is only over on Shatnes if he wears it, as this gives him a lot of pleasure, but merely sleeping with a blanket that has Shatnes, which does not give him much pleasure, is permissible. Therefore, we need the other Pasuk of Osala to teach us that this too is forbidden. The Gemara discusses that both Psukim are indeed needed. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara on the bottom of Daf Gimel Amabes asked how we know that an Ase is Docha Losase and answered that we see this rule from the Pasuk that discusses the Isra of Kalim. The Pasuk states, Los Tilbash Shatnes, you may not wear Shatnes. And the next Pasuk states, Gedilim Tasilach, you should wear Tzitzes. These two mitzvahs are Smuchim adjacent and therefore teach us that one may attach Tzitzes of wool onto a beggar of linen, even though this would be Kalim. This teaches us that an Ase, Tzitzes, pushes off the Losase, which is Kalim. Rebel Lazar then brings the Pasuk, which is a source for making a drasha with Smuchim. Pointing to the Gemara says that even Rebbe Yehuda, who does not darshan Smuchim in other parts of the Torah, agrees that in Sefer Dvarim we do darshan Smuchim. This is because in Sefer Dvarim the Pasukim are either Muchach, evident by placement of the Pasuk, that it's meant for a drasha, or Mufna, superfluous. In the case of our drasha of Kalim and Sitzes, the Gemara shows how both reasons can be seen. It's indeed Muchach from the Pasuk that was written for a drasha, because why were the words of Gedilim Tasalach written here in Dvarim? They should have been written together with the Parsha Tzitzes and Bemidbar. 
Rather, we see that the Torah clearly wanted that a drush be made with a pasuk of tzitzis. So too the drush may be made being that there's something mufna, something superfluous here. It says in Vayikra, Ubega climb shotness lo ya'alecha, and a beged, that's a mixture of shotness, should not come upon you. So why does the Torah need to repeat the Isra of Kalim and Dvarim? Rather, the Pusik of Losilba Shatnis is extra, and therefore we know that it's meant to be used for a drusha. And pointing with you, the Gemara stated that the Pusik of Losilba Shatnis is superfluous, being that we already know that climb is forbidden from the Pusik, Ubeget Klaim Shatnis Lo The Gemara asks on this that the Pusik of Losilba Shatnis is not extra, because if we only had the other Pusik, we would assume that it's forbidden to wear climb even if one does not intend to receive any hana from it. This assumption would come from the Pusik, Lo Ya'alecha, shotness may not be upon you, which we would understand to mean that if the climb are upon a person, meaning a case where one is selling climb and the clothes are lying on top of him, then he's being over on climb, even though he has no intention of benefiting from wearing the clothes. Therefore, the second Pusik of Lo Silbash teaches that wearing the climb must be similar to wearing clothes. In order to be over, the wearer has to intend to receive pleasure from it. The Gemara continues that if we would only have the Pasuk of Losilbash, we would understand that one is only over on shotness if he wears it, as this gives him a lot of pleasure, but merely sleeping with a blanket that has shotness, which does not give much pleasure, is permissible. Therefore, we need the other Pasuk of Losa'aleh to teach us that this too is forbidden. The Gemara discusses that both Psukim are indeed needed. All right, so now we get our Simadav Dalet, and our standard Simon is a door, a Dalet, a door, so here goes. The man whose wool sits is hanging on his linen beggar got stuck in a door while he was reading a book about smuchim in Sefer Dvarim, cannot believe the irony as a salesman marched by carrying a shot in his merchandise upon him. So once again, slow motion. The man whose wool sits is hanging on his linen beggar got stuck in a door, door, that must be learned off, dollar, dollar, door. The man whose wool sits is hanging on his linen beggar got stuck in a door, which reminds us we learn out that an ase is doha losase from the pasuk losilba shatnes, you may not wear shatnes, and the next pasuk that states, gidilim taselach, you should wear tzitzes. These two mitzvahs are smuchim, they're adjacent, and therefore teach us that one may attach tzitzes of wool onto a beggar of linen, even though this would be kalim. This shows us that an ase, tzitzes, pushes off a losase, kalim. So, the man whose wool tzitzes hanging on his linen beggar got stuck in a door while he was reading a book about smuchim in Sefer Dvarim, which reminds us, the Gemara says that even Rabbi Yehudu does not darshan smuchim. In other parts of the Torah, agrees that in Sefer Dvarim we do darshan smuchim. This is because in Sefer Dvarim the psukim are either muchach, evident, by placement of the Pasuk that's meant for a drusha or mufna, superfluous. In this case of our drusha of climbing tzitzes, the Gemara shows how both reasons can be seen. So, the man whose wool tzitzes hanging on his linen beggar got stuck in a door while he was reading a book about smuchim in Sefer Dvarim, could not believe the irony as the salesman marched by carrying his shot in his merchandise upon him, which reminds us, the Gemara says that the Pasuk of Losilba Shatnes is not extra because if we only had the other Pasuk, we would assume that it's forbidden to wear climb even if one does not intend to receive any hana from it, such as in the case where one is selling climb and the clothes are lying on top of him, even though he has no intention of benefiting from wearing the clothes. Therefore, the second Pasuk of Losilba teaches that wearing the climb must be like wearing clothes where the wearer intends to receive pleasure from it. And if we only have the Pasuk of Losilba, we would understand that one is only over on shotness if he wears it, as this gives him a lot of pleasure, but merely sleeping with a blanket that has shotness, which does not give much pleasure, is permissible. Therefore, we need the other Pesach of Losa'aleh should not come upon you to teach us that this too is forbidden. So once again, the man whose wool sits is hanging on his linen beggar got stuck in a door while he was reading a book about smuchim in Sefer Dvarim, could not believe the irony as a salesman marched by carrying his shot as merchandise upon him. Alright, now it's time for Forblabat Chazara.
Dab Chavav. So the similar Dab Chavav is a military coup. So here goes. The soldier on his way to return some clay kalim he stole during the military coup. Military coup? That must mean we're on Dab Chavav. The soldier on his way to return some clay kalim he stole during the military coup because he did teshuva, which reminds us the Gemara resolves a contradiction between our mission, which states the tax collectors who enter into the house and similarly ganavim who returned clay vessels they stole are believed to say we didn't touch them. And the mission from Taos it states that if thieves entered the house, only the objects in the place where they walked are Tameh, referring to the areas where items were definitely stolen. Now, if the killing in the place that they walked are presumed Tameh, then certainly the killing they stole and returned to presumed Tameh, what Pinecha said in the name of Rava, Kasha Asa Tshuva. Our mission is dealing with the case where the thieves did Tshuva. And Rashi explains that since they're returning the killing as an act of Tshuva, they certainly would not lie about the Tuma status. So, the soldier on his way to return some clay kalim he stole during the military coup, because he did teshuva, bought some leftover dough that a baker was selling after the chag. Which reminds us, the smalchok still coming from Yudah, whether the merchants can sell leftover wine or dough from the regal that Ami Arts touched, the chamim hold. They even the rabban suspend the tuma of Ami Arts censoring the chag. The Ami Arts are considered chaverim. After the regal, retroactively, the wine and dough become tame due to their touching it, and chaverim are prohibited from selling it. Even though Rabbi Huda agrees that the wine and dough are tame, he permits the sale of the leftovers after the regal. For if the merchants were not permitted to do so, they might be reluctant to sell during the chag, which would make it difficult for the Ole Regalim to get wine and dough during the regal. So the soldier on his way to return some clay kalim he stole during the military coup, because he did teshuva, bought some leftover dough that a baker was selling after the chag, whose store sign depicted a shulchan lifted and displayed to the people with the tagline bread that makes you feel beloved. Which reminds us the final mission of the Masech that details how the Kelly and the base of Mikdash were purified after the regular mission of states, all through the Chag, they would say to the Kohanim who are Amri Arts, be careful not to touch the Shulchan. The more questions whether the Shulchan can become Tami at all, since it's a Kli Asui Lanachasu, a wooden Kli that's made to be stationary. And the din is that such Kelim do not become Tami. The reason is that for a Kli to become it must be similar to a sock. Just as a sock is carried Malay Varekam full and empty, so too must any Kli be carried full and empty. The more answers that the Shulchan is carried full and empty for Rachel Hishtad, the Shulchan would be lifted and breads displayed to the Oyer Gaim, and the Kohanim would say, See your belovedness before the omnipresent for the bread at the time of the removal is hot and fresh as it was at the time of being placed in the Shulchan the previous Shabbos. So since we see the Shulchan was made to be carried while laden, it could be Makabotuma from Amayaretz. Dav Chav Zayin. So the Simmer Dav Chav Zayin is a kazoo. So here goes. The Chagiga Kazoo Children's Band. Kazoo? That must be more in Dav Chav Zayin. The Chagiga Kazoo Children's Band gloriously blowing their kazoos at the Seder Moetzeum where guests sat at a table that looked like a Mizbeach, which reminds us the Gemara brings a Pasuk that begins with a reference to a Mizbeach and ends with a reference to the Shulchan and asks why the Shulchan is called the Mizbeach. Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Chakish both said, During the time when the base of Mikdash stands, the Mizbeach would be Mechapra for a person. Now that there's no base of Mikdash, it's a person's Shulchan that's Mechapra for him. Rashi explains that one's table atones for him through Achnas' Orchim, inviting and feeding guests. So the Chagiga Kazoo Children's Band, gloriously blowing their kazoos at the Seder Moetzeum, where guests sat at a table that looked like Gamiz Bayach and was plated with gold, which reminds us that we learned in the Mishnah Daf Chavav on the base that Rebbe Ezra held that all the kelim in the base of Mikdash required Tevila after the regal, except for the Mizbacha Zahav and the Mizbacha Nechoshes, because they're like earth and are not Makabotuma, the Chamim in the Mishnah say, Mithnesha and Metsufim, because they are plated. The more provides two explanations for what the Chamim are saying, one where they are disagreeing with Rebbe Ezra and one where they are actually agreeing with him.
So the Chagiga Kazoo Children's Band, gloriously blowing their kazoos at the Seder Moetzeum, where guests sat at a table that looked like a Mizbeach and was plated with gold, watched fires leap up but not burn all the time the Chachamim and Jews filled with mitzvahs who came together to celebrate. Which reminds us, Rabbi Yavo said in the name of Elazar, Tom the Chachamim ain't or shall Gehenim shall let us behind. The fire of Gehenim does not rule over Tom the Chachamim. It's a Kavachomer from the Salamandra, which Rashi explains is a beast created from a fire left burning for seven years straight. Rashi Wakish said, Ain't or shall Gehenim shall let us behind Israel, that the fires of Gehenim do not rule over sinners of Israel from a Kavachomer from the Mizbach Azahab for just as the Mizbach Azahab is only a dinner's thickness of gold, yet the fire does not have power over it, then all the more so Poshe Yisrael, the sinners of Yisrael, Shemulein Mitzvah's Karimon, that are full of mitzvahs as the seeds of a pomegranate. Dab base, so the similar dab base is a bias, a house. So here goes. When the group of sorrows packed out of their deceased husband's house, house, that must mean we're on dab base, bias. When the group of sorrows packed out of their deceased husband's house, since they were putter from Yibum and Chalitza, which reminds us, the Mishnah opens with the din of Fifteen women, which the Mishnah will identify as Arias, exempt their co-wives and their co-wives of their co-wives from the Chiv of Chalitza or Yibum, and then goes on to explain how this works. So, when the group of sorrows packed out of their deceased husband's house, since they were putter from Yibum and Chalitza, knowing that he had a wife who was one of the fifteen Arayos, who exempt them, which reminds us, the Mishnah lists the 15 Arayas of the Yavim who exempt their tzaros from Yibam Nechlitza. And we use the numbers 333-321. Three daughters or granddaughters from out of wedlock, three daughters or granddaughters from a marriage, three mother-in-laws, three sisters, two wives, and one daughter-in-law. So, when the group of tzaros packed out of their deceased husband's house, since they were putter from Yibam and Chalitza, knowing that he had a wife who was one of the 15 Arayas, who exempt them, they were suddenly turned back when they were informed she had just passed away before his death. Which reminds us, the mission continues, And regarding all these 15 women, if they died before he did or was a minor and did mean terminating her marriage to the brother, or they were divorced from him at the time of his death, or were found to be in Ionis, so that the marriage was terminated before the husband died, their tzaros are permitted to do yibum or chalitza. Daf Gimel, so the Simmer Daf Gimel is a Gamal, a camel. So here goes. The judges at the Pater but not Usher, Yertzara from Yibum, camel race, camel race, that must mean we're on Daf Gimel, Gamal. The judges at the Pater but not Usher, Yertzara from Yibum, camel race, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, why did the Mishnah use the word potros, which implies that the Tzoros can do Yibum if they wish, instead of Osros, they're forbidden. The Gemara concludes that if the Mishnah would have said Osros, then we would think that even if one of the Arayos married someone besides the person's brother, and then this husband died, the Tzor would be forbidden to the brother. Therefore, the word potros teaches us that the Isra of Tzor is Erebus only if they marry his brother. So the judges at the Pater, but not Usser, Yurtzara from Yibum, Camel Rays, who ruled that the Ionis and Sota should be excluded from the competition, which reminds us the Gemara here asks, what does the number 15 in the ratio exclude? And what does it say for the mission that says, Hari El Potros, behold, these exempt come to exclude? The Gemara explains that these two Mi'utim are coming to exclude that which Rav said, that a Tsar of a Sota is Pater from Yibum, and that which Ravasi said, that the Tsar of an Ionis is Pater from Yibum. The missions come to teach that only the 15 women listed here exempt their Tsaros from Chalitza and Yibum, but the Sota and Ionis do not. So the judges at the Pater Banad Aser, Yurtzara from Yibum, Camel Race, who ruled that the Ionis and Sota should be excluded from the competition, declared the Achos Ishto the winner as she crossed the Aleha finish line, which reminds us we learned from the Gezer Shabbat of Aleha by Achos Ishto and the Mitzvah of Yibum, that just as the Pasuk 
of Yibum is dealing where there is a mitzvah, so too the Pasuk Vachuzishto is referring to when there's a mitzvah of Yibum. And the Pasuk there concludes, Osikach, you shall not take a woman in addition to her sister. We therefore read the Pasuk of Vachuzishto as follows, one may not marry a woman and her sister, even to do Yibum. The Gemara continues to bring the source for Tzaros being forbidden, and then explains that we learn the Halacha of Yibum of the other Arayos from the Halacha of Yibum by Achuzishto. All right, now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechtas. Number one, which stuff does the Mishnah list the 15 Arayos? That's on Duff. Base. Good. Number two, which stuff do we learn that the Shulchan was lifted up and the Lechem Apanim shown to the people to demonstrate how beloved they are? That's on Duff. Chavav and Chagiga. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we learn that Rabbi Yehuda does learn Smuchim in Sefer Dvarim? That's on Duff. Dalad. Good. Number four. Which stuff do we learn why the Mishnah uses the word Potros instead of Osros? That's on Duff. Gimel. Good. Number five. Which stuff do we learn that there are two Pshatim and what the Chami meant when they said that the Mizbach HaZahav and the Mizbach HaNachoshes are Metsufim? They're plated with gold. That's on Duff. Chavzayin Chagiga. Good. Number six. Which of the one that an ase is dochel gosase from the smoking the two psukim of shotness and tzitzes? That's on daf. Dalad. Good number seven. Which of the one if one checked a base of pras in order to bring a pesach, he may rely on it to eat his truma? That's on daf. Chaf Good number eight. Which of the one if one of a person's hands became tummy, the other one is tahor, but with regard to kodesh, he must immerse both of them. That's on daf. Good number nine. Which of the one the Gezer Shava of Aleha with Achos Ishto and Yibum is the basis to teach that an erva is pater from Yibum? That's on Duff. Gimel. Good number ten. Which of the one the Mishnah mentioning that there are fifteen arise and then stating Haryo Potros is to exclude the Tsar Sota and the Tsar's Islandies from the list? That's on Duff. Gimel. Great. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Regarding which malacha is one worn when he weeds or waters on Shabbos? Is it Chorish or Zorea? That's on Duff. Base and cotton. Good. Number two. Which stuff you that Esther sent a message to the Chachamim of Kisvuni Lodoros and they initially resisted? That's on Duff. Zion and Megillah, good. And number three, which of the one of one is not macabre upon himself a tinus the day before? His tinus is considered as nothing. That's on Duff. Yud Beis and Tainus. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.